Today, as we continue our series on the Yellow Canary of Joy, we are heading into the great wide wonderland of Australia. We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Welcome to the Moo Lily Podcast. Hello, it's great to be with you today. Thank you for joining us on the Moo Lily Podcast. It's great to be here. This is um, exciting times for us because, as as you know, we have started recording our own stuff. And mm-hmm. so now we're doing it mm-hmm. across the interwebs mm-hmm. to probably the furthest point across the globe. Probably. Mm-hmm. My hometown, Western Sydney, Australia. So once again, we're traveling in time. It's exciting. Yeah, that's true. We're so we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon and it's Friday morning there. And it's the beginning of autumn. Whereas mm-hmm. we are in springtime. Yes. I have a good friend who's getting married in May. And he said, yeah, you know, because she's always wanted a spring wedding. And I said, we had a spring wedding in September. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was so confused. Like, it really, you could see their little cogs <laughs> turning in their mind. Like, what What do you mean? That's not spring. <laughs> Actually, it was. It was beautiful. It was. It was spring there. It was. So... I'm excited to introduce our guest today, so mm-hmm. let's just get the housework out of the way. Is okay. that what you call it? Housekeeping? Housekeeping, that sounds better. I don't know. I've never been very good at housework. <laughs> <laughs> or housekeeping. She doesn't even know what to call it. No, <laughs> see? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's okay. so we have um, some wonderful sponsors at Wooten Media. Do. They do beautiful, epic uh, wedding videos. Mm-hmm. So you want to check them out. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. Christina's having trouble with her earbuds. Yeah. I've got funny shaped ears and little white earphones don't stay I'm in my sorry. ears. I'm very sorry. Yeah. It's okay. I'll survive. Okay. <laughs> Suffering produces perseverance. It's a momentary light affliction, mm-hmm. my friend. Yes. Yeah. So why don't you check us out at moolily.com, which mm-hmm. is M-O-O-L-I-L-Y. Com. I've been having a lot of trouble spelling that of late. You've done well, you. Thank you. Thanks. That was very smooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can uh, check us out also on Instagram and on Facebook. Mm-hmm. See what we're doing on there. Some cool stuff happening. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So we are continuing our series entitled The Yellow Canary of Joy. Hopefully you've read some of the blogs that mm-hmm. are up and listened to the last few podcasts. And I've had some really good feedback. A couple of people are saying that this is pushing their buttons in a good way. Like they're highlighting (laughs) the fact that their canary is not singing. This is is so so important. Yeah. Do you want to just explain that to us a little bit? Yeah, real quick. Okay. So if you're not familiar with the concept of the yellow canary of joy, uh, back in ye olden times, miners would take a canary down into the mines with them in a little cage. And they would pay very careful attention to it because as long as it was singing, everything was well and good. Mm -hmm. But as soon as it stopped, very likely there were some toxic gases building up or there was no air. And they knew that they needed to get out of there, especially if it was dead on the bottom of the cage. Right. Which could happen quite quickly. Very quickly. Mm Because they're so small. Right. So the idea is that we all have a yellow canary of joy in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we need to pay attention to it. Yes. 
think sometimes as women we are living underground a yep. little bit. We don't yep. we don't have the same interactions. We don't have the same people connecting with us and asking us how we're doing because we're often taking care of a lot of other people yeah. or a lot of other things. And so it's important for us to just be aware of where our heart is at and, and to check in with the Lord. So we have a special guest with us today, someone who is very dear to my heart. We have known each other since I was about 10 years old, I think. Oh, little 10-year-old yeah. Christina. Um, and she's probably one of the most instinctively joyful people I know. And that is despite some very significant ups and downs that she has walked through. Um, her name is April Parnwell. She has actually been a guest on our podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she brought amazing content on that podcast, but it was definitely the worst recording we've ever done. Yeah. So, <laughs> which was not her fault. No, there, but not you know, at all. It's just um, but we felt to do her justice, we needed to have her back. Yes, we did. So, welcome, April. Thank you very much. It's so good to see you. Well, I'm actually, see- I am seeing you. You are yeah. yes, but it's good to speak with you as well. Mm-hmm. Your countenance is delightful. Oh, thank you. You're, you're so <laughs> so encouraging. <laughs> so, for those of us here that haven't met you or known you for the last two and a half decades, <laughs> yes, um, could you? Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your sweet family? Yeah, I sure can. So, I'm married to James. So um, Christina and I are a family, which I absolutely love. She is a treasure. And I have got four kids, Georgia. She is almost 17 and she is beginning to drive. And I have a no few way. white knuckle yes. moments. Stop it. But it's, uh, but it's wonderful. And um, I've got Harry and he has just turned 15. And he is just delightful as well. I'm completely biased, all right? Just You're just going to have to deal with me for <laughs> yeah. a little minute. And then I've got Levi, who is eight, and Aria, who is nearly seven. She's the little pocket rocket and requires mm-hmm. some some extra tender loving care. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my husband and I, we run a digital marketing agency business called The Online Co. And we do things like Google AdWords and Facebook marketing and SEO, email, those sorts of things. And we've been in business doing um, that this particular business for about eight years. But I've only been working in with him for the last couple. And it's really fun. We um, I we're love enjoying the the business um, adventure. I guess we've been very heavily yeah. involved in church previously, um, mm. but so business is a little bit more front and center just in this season. Um, a little bit about me. I love people. I love to adventure. I love animals. I love to walk with my little poodle Ted. Um, love <laughs> love the he's a he's amazing he's my little companion and James even likes him now which is quite quite a miracle yeah. in itself as you would know Christina yes, um, our family are not big animal people no <laughs> no you're not She's not <laughs> uh, we love to camp as a family we love to travel we love showing our kids the richness of you know what the world holds um, I love discipleship and anything missional. Um, yeah, I think that's probably about awesome. All. Yeah. So you came, you brought your whole family mm-hmm. uh, on an epic adventure to the States. Was it two years ago? Yeah. One, and, and one, yeah, year and a half. Yeah. So I had, I had just, just delivered, delivered my, my fifth, fifth child. child. Oh my goodness. So yes. there was seven of us and six of you <laughs> and then my mother-in-law was visiting so there was 14 people in the house at one point it was really fun 
it was a little bit chaotic, but it, it was, was really it, fun. It was fun. We the kids still um, highly talk about it all the time, and Aria was telling her class about the fact that she went to Kansas City and then went to Chicago and spent heaps of time with her cousins and all that Aww. sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's really lovely. So I have to, this might be, it's definitely a big rabbit trail, but you um, just mentioned your dog, Ted. Yes. How did he contribute to your <laughs> travels? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, we, oh, people, call, people call me the poodle pimp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I use him as a stud dog, and we get right. <laughs> yeah, he's very handsome. Um, he's handsome man. and happy. <laughs> oh, yes, fantastic. That is All fantastic. his needs are well taken care of. Oh, aren't they ever? <laughs> oh, to be Ted. <laughs> oh, to be Ted. You should see him. He's lying at my feet on his back. He's just happy days for this dog of mine. Let me tell you. <laughs> So that's a little side business that you never thought you'd have? Do you know, no, never, ever. It was just someone explained it to me one day and I went, that is a great idea. I'll put a little ad in the paper. <laughs> 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 and, little, and lo and behold, like a lot of thousands of dollars later, he helps pay for all sorts of things. So, so wonderful. Everybody <laughs> laughs at me so much. So good. They're like, it's like, where's your big gold chain and your big fur jacket? <laughs> that is the greatest. So if anybody wants to get into that business, I can um, just get in touch with this. Absolutely. I'll give you a free consultation. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Mm. I'm going to be laughing about that one for days. Oh, yeah. yes. It brings people a lot of entertainment at the thought of it. Because we had the people, the people bring the girls into my house and stuff, so it's quite funny. Anyway, <laughs> and James, it was like a big thing for him to say yes to having this dog in the first place. Oh wasn't yeah, it? yeah. But he, now he's he, much more of a fan. Oh, <laughs> I think knowing that Ted pays his way, he is he is like and then some. Um, yeah, he is like a big fan of Ted now. I mean, he won't touch him, and he would right. does prefer him outside, but he does. He actually said to me the other day, I like Ted. He's a nice little fella. And I'm thinking, you're seeing his little dollars that he brings into our family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, dear. It's a bit of fun. That's... I didn't think that I would enjoy, enjoy the process so much. So you know how there's things that just sort of pop up and they just give, yeah. you, they give you joy. Not that I enjoy the process process, but I get to meet lots of, <laughs> lots of people and have incredible conversations with them and just something that I didn't ever expect it's one of those things that just sort of fell in my lap and I yeah. love it I love it <laughs> that is that is so that's, cool that's amazing so on the subject of joy yeah as I said uh, earlier you are one of the most naturally joyful people I know and so it just seemed so obvious to have you come and speak on this series mm. can you tell us what is your secret um well, I've actually only discovered it recently. And Ooh. yeah, yeah. And um, it's actually, it was uh, out of a Bible verse that was being preached at church one day. And um, if I can just read it to you, it's out yeah. of the message version, um, and it's Romans 8 22 to 25. And it says, <clears throat> That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. 
We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. And um, so for me, I actually feel like I've done a heck of a lot of waiting in my life. And so... How interesting. Yeah, and so I um, have... Like if, if to give it some sort of context, um, when we first got married, uh, we started a business and the waiting of that to actually form and happen and take off, it was like a music school that we did. Um, then the next one is we had a second business um, in the Games Wizards and that wasn't going very well. And for probably over two or three years, I was waiting for God to seemingly deliver us um, yeah. from the pain of business going badly, the financial pressures, um, and then the waiting, because this is when James had his first burnout because of that particular business. Um, right. And so then there was the waiting. So God did deliver us out of that business, just letting you know, um, as he always does. <laughs> and, but then there was the waiting of James getting better from that burnout. And right. um, because I knew... Um, by the end of that process, what God actually had done in him and he had, I don't know, just created a great strength in him and he had <clears throat> made him become more alive. Hmm. When he experienced this most recent burnout in the hmm. waiting, I knew what was coming. So I had <clears throat> this joyful expectation of when he was going to get b- better of what was going to be right. at the other end of that. So wow. so in, I feel like it's in the waiting of all of these fairly significant seasons in my life, I had to make choice of how well I was going to do the waiting. And in the waiting, huh. um, I made decision, right, I'm going to do this well. I have to do this well, mainly because um, I had little people who um, required my attention, little people who required at least one functioning parent in this time <laughs> yes. because poor James, he wasn't doing well. It was, it was quite, it was obviously a very difficult season for both of these um, times for him. Um, but also in the waiting season, God is actually doing deep things within us. And often we don't know what is enlarging us. That Bible voice says, we don't know what it is. Right. And, yeah. um, and then we come to the other side and where we realize, Oh wow. So in this waiting season, God has um, increased my my faith in him. He has um, tightened my family and brought us close together. He has allowed me to rely on things that I didn't, from him that I didn't ever think that I was going to have to rely on him for. Um, and I just feel like it's, it, it's a season and it's a time where he is able to move and move with great strength in the waiting. I'm not saying I don't do, do waiting well. That's the honest <laughs> truth. I do uh-huh. I do a bit of it kicking and screaming. And um, mm-hmm. so when I find that I have lost my joy, um, my sunshine and my lovely nature turns to thunderclouds and cyclones right. and storms and lightning and I'm yeah. just not nice to be around. And it's then I have, it's almost like I feel the Holy Spirit come say, come away with me. And I just have to say, James, babe, I just remember sitting at the dining room table one night 
So I just need to go into my bedroom for a little bit because I need to spend some time with the Lord because at the moment I am not nice and it's better for everybody if I get away from you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Get some perspective on what God is doing in me and then I can come back and I'll be nice again. And so, um, I don't know, I just find that when you when I go away and spend some time with God and he refills that tank in me, then I'm able to um, have my joy back, I guess. Yeah, wow. I love that verse. I yeah. think many of us who have had children can relate to that. Yeah. I hate this. Like, I'm so sore. I'm so tired. When is this going to be over? But you're so excited about this new life and you're Mm. dreaming about this baby that you're going to have and their destiny and how your family will change. And um, it's it's not one or the other. It's not just the discomfort or just the (laughs) joyful expectation. It's really both side by side. Yeah. And you don't know there often isn't anything that you can do to change the situation and you don't know what's going on inside your body, but you just trust that the Lord has the process um under control and and I think as we if we have that perspective in yeah. different seasons in different trials no. where we feel like it's outside of our control and we're exhausted and frustrated um yeah. that will really shift everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um when you make that decision it's a decision, right, to um, be joyful in amongst yeah. pain. And and I guess the thing is is to not wish your seasons away. Not wish your season, yeah. oh, if I, I can't wait till they are walking or I can't wait yeah. until um, they go to school. I can't wait until they get high school and they can make their lunches. I can't wait till they finish school so then I don't have to pay $20,000 worth of school fees. Um, like yeah. you can actually wish seasons away and not enjoy joy, mm-hmm. the joy part, um, yeah. and find great joy in each season. Of, especially, you know, we're talking about children here. Um, and So it's about enjoying each season for what it holds because you could end up look at, looking back and realise, you know, there's that saying, when you look back you realise that the small things are actually the most important things. So yeah. not not losing perspective of actually what's going on in your life because you will get to old age and realize we've wished it away and not in, enjoyed the process. So mm-hmm. I think in all my, I guess, my trials and hardships, I've had to make a decision to enjoy them. Well, not, well, not enjoy them, maybe enjoy them, but find joy in the season. Maybe that's probably yeah, more of what right. it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, embrace to embrace them. them. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, God's in us with all of these seasons. He, yeah. he gives great perspective. He gives us wisdom on how to deal with things and um, even how to work through things within ourselves because often things are happening within us too. So, mm-hmm. um, and I guess just like that little canary, those external pressures and the external, external toxic things is what killed it internally. It affected its breath and the the way right. that oxy- there was no oxygen so it couldn't actually function anymore. So if we allow mm-hmm. the external things to continue to rob us of our internal joy, it's just going to kill us. Yeah. Hmm. There's so much trust in the Lord in those verses and in the unknown of not even, maybe you don't even have perspective. 
Mm. on what's happening in your life. Maybe sometimes it's hard to even understand what's happening, Mm. but to have that that trust trust in the Lord Lord of like you you knew after your husband had had that first burnout and you saw the fruit of what the Lord did. Yeah. And when the second one comes around, you know, I'm I'm not not exactly exactly sure what's what's happening, happening, but I know what the Lord did in that time. And I trust that I know what he's going to do. And this time now, absolutely. In the the waiting, that's just trusting. And it's that it's surrender. Yeah. Always comes back to surrender. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So beautiful. Yeah. And we're, we're definitely in a, um, a waiting season at the moment for a particular thing and I, I just haven't been doing that well at all and um, you know I've been given James poor James and ear bashing not in the sense of um, you know da, 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 you know you're doing the wrong thing but in a sense of I just feel like I need to talk about it and process it yeah mm-hmm. but really the thing is is, is I just need to wait with joyful expectation because time and time and time again in the waiting God always comes through Mm-hmm. So soon, I don't know when he's going to come through for us and show us and lead us accordingly. I don't know what that looks like, but I can wait with joy now. I can wait mm-hmm. expecting something great and that wherever he positions us and places us, it's going to be good because we're just being obedient um, to what he asks us to do. And really, I feel like it, obedience to him is everything for us and God taught us that lesson a long time ago about just doing what he asked us to asks us to do what's God saying and what are you going to do about it God says to us hey wait and we say okay that's what we're going to do (laughs) right I love it how you described earlier that it's a choice Hmm. yeah um and God God always gives us a choice choice. like we can choose to grumble and complain it kind of makes me think of the Israelites they were called into the promised land God had spoken something very specific to them Mm. but all the way along they They chose chose to to. uh, reject the provision of the Lord and to grumble and complain Um, and so I don't know it just makes me think that yeah we can choose not to take the grace from the Lord or not, not to, to, to find, find the, the joy, joy in those in seasons. Mm. Or we can choose to go to the Lord like you described. I'm not being a very nice person. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. and get what I need. I'm going to go and connect with yeah. the Lord because I can yeah. see that my joy, joy is gone. gone. And he's available mm. to us to, to yeah. do what we need to, to restore our joy when we need it. Yeah. And I guess as well, we forget that joy is actually a fruit of the Spirit. It's actually, yeah. you know, part of part of that whole so good. thing. And, um, you know, and it's not just happiness and it's not just happiness about a situation and it's not just happiness because, yeah. I don't know, you just feel good today. <laughs> it's about, yeah. it's a, I feel like it's like it's something that joy is something that you live and you breathe and um, it's like an attitude of worship, like you, you, you worship God every day with who you are, your dealings with people, uh, your kids, just in being with him, walking with him. I feel like joy is similar. You, it's something you, you carry within you. Um, and I feel like it's to be spread. I mean, people don't like being around, um, I don't know, people who are downers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing is, is um, and I was having a little chat with James about it, some personalities have much are much easier to experience joy. So mm. my personality, I'm an extrovert, I'm a sanguine, I love people. Um, it's much easier for me to experience that. 
than somebody who is, you know, probably a little bit more melancholy. And that's not poo-pooing on anybody. Please don't take offense. It's <laughs> so true. But it's true, though. Yeah, true. yeah. I think it's a bit harder for... So we have... Joy, I feel like, will be contextual to the person. They will yeah. experience it differently. And you'll exhibit it differently. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, so some people are going to be significantly more mellow than yourself. And it's, yeah, <laughs> yes, and it doesn't mean they're not experiencing it, right? Right, that doesn't mean yeah. there's not a deep sort of contentment and trust in the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just sort of like, again, going back to worship again, you know, some people have got their hands in the air, they're springing all around, you know, and they're like tiggers. And, yeah. um, you know, and but then you have other people who have this really deep, intimate, time with the lord in worship and it looks like and their hands might be down their head might be it might be closed and they're not singing but really what they're experiencing is something just as powerful and something just as great so Mm. i think it's finding what finding joy in your life according to yourself and what god has for you as a person yeah i mean experiencing that from him in your way and not in a way that somebody else tells you to says you have to experience joy this way (laughs) right yeah absolutely april can you describe jesus for us and your relationship with him oh um yes he's my friend and my god and my comforter he's my guide he's my safe place he is my peace giver he's my equipper he's my strength and my provider he's just amen hallelujah he's just all of those things and more and i was talking with my kids actually last night i'm saying to them what would life be they actually harry actually asked me what would life be without god like what would it be like and i'm like oh i just immediately even the thought of that just felt darkness the thought of the thought of not even having him in my life you know and so to have to have a relationship so rich with him and you know you do have your dry patches and I don't know why that happens I really don't know it's not because he loves us any less and it's not because um, he pushes us away I'm sure it's because it has something to do with me Um, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't love me if I don't spend time with him or something like that Um, it's just um, I don't know. It's just I feel like as as you get older, your relationship, well, my relationship with him gets deeper and it's broader and it's wider, and there's no height and no depth, and there's nothing that can separate him, his love from me. And I think to understand his grace more and his love for me um, makes me want to serve him all the more diligently. So, mm. um, yeah. He's so good. <laughs> I love that. Testify. testify. <laughs> yeah, I, was, like, I was testifying. I was like, you need to put some language to your hand, actually. Testify, testify. <laughs> That's what that was. Okay. okay. <laughs> I can't see I'm like, you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, You're um, like, Emma, do I, kind of get a do I need to stop? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's kind of gospel. Oh, okay. Radio. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. All right, all right, I'll keep that in mind. Cross-cultural worship right Right, here. (laughs) Bring it on. That's right. That's right. 
<clears throat> so you have touched on this already, but can you maybe give us some little tools, some of your tips and tricks about how to maintain your heart, how to reconnect with joy in the midst of dark seasons? Um, I always, always feel keeping um, Jesus front and centre and eyes on him because yeah. um, firstly, when you're in amongst your troubles, spending time with him is so good for your soul. Yeah. He, if he feels, he fills your tank. Um, and then there's also this um, incredible perspective that you get from him. And so when you're looking at your situation, you can't look at it with natural eyes. It's, I find it's always better to look at it, look at situations with supernatural eyes and with his, with his perspective. So I always feel like keeping him front and centre, spending time with him. Obviously worship is a great thing um, in the time of trial, great, a great healer. I definitely have experienced a lot of healing in worship um, in my last yeah. two years, something I hadn't really experienced a lot of before. But, you know, God would, God knows what you need in your seasons and he yeah. overflows that from his throne room when you spend time with him and just it's almost like, you know, if you can picture your soul as a, a jigsaw puzzle and in, in the moment when you aren't well, aren't doing well and, you know, you just feel torn apart, like it's like pieces of all the jig puzzle, jigsaw puzzle are sort of all apart and then God comes along and he begins to put all the pieces of the puzzle back together but he and he make ends up making the making out of the picture a beautiful picture out of what was in the puzzle so I just feel Mm. like God has sometimes we're dismantled but he does a wonderful job of repairing us and I find that Mm -hmm. that happens um in his presence um I could yeah I mean just every opportunity that you can take when you need to I think being self-aware as well. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't doing well, like like in my storm, being aware of and what what's going on in you. Um, yeah. And if you just need a little bit of time, and I know it's so hard when you've got little people, I completely get that. But at the same time, um, if you're not happy, nobody's going to be happy. If you're you're not doing yeah. well, your home's not going to function. Yeah. Your husband's it's not going to be easy for for your hubby and <laughs> to be able to fulfill all the things that you need to do as women and um, mothers, mm-hmm. jobs. Because I'm sure that there's people here who who listen to your podcast who aren't just um, do mothering and children. There's probably single people who do job who have a job and a career and yeah. Um, God can help us in that as well. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that, that picture, picture of being, being dismantled, dismantled and bringing the pieces back mm. together. And I think sometimes we need the Lord to show us that picture again, like give us vision, lift our eyes above mm. all the little pieces, all the little yeah. things that are happening that are so are crowding our vision. They're so right in front of us. Mm. <clears throat> we can't see the big picture. We can't see actually what's important and where, where he is at work. Yeah. And I think we... We almost never know what the picture is going to look like either. Mm. You know, no. that's just one of those, you know, s- 
spiritual truths or something. Yeah, We yeah. just don't know what he's making. We don't know what we're going to look like. We don't know what he's forming in us, except yeah. that it's Christ. It's Christ. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> we know that much, but Absolutely. we just have no idea. No, I mean, I think if we knew, um, it would take the adventure out of it. Yeah. I'm sort of, I'm sort of glad that we don't know what our life will, um, because you imagine if you knew, okay, oh, I know when I'm going to die, it's going to be on this day. So, uh, I don't know, like, would we live more intentionally or would we live in fear? <laughs> Some people might yeah. do it differently. Yeah. But it's, uh-huh. it's, I love, and it's, I think also it, we, it makes us realize God is in control. Mm-hmm. He is in control of our path and our destiny, and we just have to make a decision and a choice to submit it to Him, and um, yeah, be be confident that He has got you. He's got you in all of this. This isn't one of the questions that I sent you in advance, but mm. if there are things things that we are doing, things that we feel like are important, or that it's like a big task in front of us, and where it's like really draining us, mm. um. I think as women, we kind of take responsibility for things often that are not our responsibility. Mm. Um, How to know what the Lord is giving you. Because sometimes the Lord does call us to do things that are very hard and that they require legitimate sacrifice, but there's grace from him for that. Have Mm. you had to speak to that? (laughs) (laughs) Have you um, had seasons where the Lord has said, I want you to stop doing that for this season or... You know, this yeah. is not actually what I've called you to do, you know, because it's like if we're we're asking, we're saying we need to check in on our canary of joy and we mm-hmm. need to examine all these things that we're doing in our life that are good, but they're exhausting us. And we come to this awareness of uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing these things. Right. What What do you have to say to that? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think I would probably first say, um, I mean, it sounds like you're sort of pointing a, painting a picture of if this something is fairly significant and taking up a lot of your time, I would be saying, right, is this something that God actually has for me to do? Because mm-hmm. if if you aren't graced for it, I feel like it is that ends up being something that you end up carrying and it's heavy. It's a heavy yeah. weight. Whereas if you are graced for something, the load is light and mm-hmm. um, it makes something it makes whatever it is um much easier to be able to fulfill and um i know um james has been doing a little bit of chatting with glenn kayla and glenn has been speaking to him and he's been saying let prayer do the heavy lifting (laughs) so um if there are things that's going on in your life or situations that are difficult or whatever it is um let prayer do the heavy lifting and show you, right, are these the things that um, you should be giving your attention to right at this moment? If they are, mm. well, pray into it and ask God to give you the strength to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, and if it sometimes God is actually expanding our capacity. That's right. To, yeah. to be able to fulfill the things he has for us. And let's face it, when we when you're pregnant with a child, and your belly is expanding, um, you are getting stretch marks, it's 
itchy. It's itchy as all goodness. <laughs> That's what I experienced. Um, it's uncomfortable. Turning over in bed is like you don't know whether to move the mountain over the top or move the mountain underneath. Um, yes. You know, like there's there's discomfort and there's a whole stack of other things that I'm not going to even talk about. But us girls, we really yeah. we really know what's going on there. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's about. Um, yeah, so I can't. I think I've lost my train of thought. That's what I've lost. <laughs> um, um, yeah, when we're growing, I guess when we're growing and expanding, and our capacity is expanding, mm. um, it's discomfort. Yeah, but what happens at the end? It means that you are able to do a lot more, and you mm-hmm. give birth to something great. And um, you look back and look at yourself and go, oh, wow, oh, after all, all that discomfort, I now am able to do this, this and this. Um, yeah. And let's face it, life is busy. We, ju- we juggle many things, spin a lot of plates. Yeah. And especially us, we've got bigger families and we're on businesses and all those sorts of things. It's just like, well, what, what actually am I graced to do in this season? And so for mm. us, we moved um, out of church um, just because of the burnout mainly. But um, at the that beginning of that year, God had told me to come out of running the worship team, which was like probably the bigger, one of the biggest and hardest decisions. I'm like, God, am I hearing you properly? Because this is a really, this is a really massive sacrifice for me because this is something that I'm incredibly passionate, passionate about. Yeah. And I ran a, a, probably a team of about 80 people who were just fabulous and awesome. Mm. Um, but it was my time. I could not shake it. I knew that I had to do it mm-hmm. and I just, I cried so much because mm-hmm. I felt like it was it was a really big sacrifice that he was asking me mm-hmm. to give up. You know, I'm still not involved in a worship team right now and so it feels like that I've sacrificed a lot. But, you know, I trust God and what he's doing in my life and at some stage God always returns, he always returns things to you. Mm. And again, I don't know what that's going to look yeah. like, but in the waiting, I wait joyfully because God has proven himself over and over again. He's tried and tested and he is good yeah. and he just has this great capacity to return things to us. But, yeah, that's probably my um, realising of something that I had to give up. And right. it's created a lot of space in our world. I mean, let's face it, <laughs> I was very busy yeah. doing a lot of ministry stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I guess sort of our focus is now is not really what goes on in the walls of the church anymore. It's more what goes on what's at, on the outside. I mean, let's face it, everybody's pretty safe who goes to church. Their eternity yeah. is good, but those who aren't, it's not mm. It's not a, 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 a um, guaranteed thing. No, that's a great example because it's, I think that, Sometimes we think, well, it's the things in my life that I don't like doing that are the things I probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And that might actually be the place where the Lord is stretching our capacity. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, sometimes it's something, something like, like the worship, worship team for you where it was a passion of your heart and you love doing it. But in this season and for the reasons the Lord has, he was asking you to lay it down. Yeah. yeah. You need to have that margin. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great example mm-hmm. because we don't want it to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you we know, want to really keep, keep the, the things, things that, that we, we love doing the most. You know, and yeah. stop doing the things we don't like. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's much easier to ditch the things we hate, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but to, to hand on the things that we love or drop the things that we love, that's quite a challenge. I found that very challenging. I spend a lot of time looking like Alice Cooper. 
at church. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a fantastic image. Oh, exactly what you mean. The mascara. Oh, it was things. like I looked in the mirror one day and went, oh, my gosh. That is so bad. <laughs> How long have I been walking yeah. around like this? Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, well. It's just what it is, isn't it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, you mentioned that what Glenn was saying about doing the heavy lifting in prayer. Mm. For those of you that remember, Glenn spoke on covenant, our covenant mm-hmm. relationship with the father. It's a fantastic podcast. If you okay. haven't listened to it, there's a lot of gold there. Mm. Um, but... I, I think that that's very, very important and it's maybe not something that we talk about a lot is that there's a there's an important element of kind of work in the place of prayer. So yeah. it's great to have a quiet time and worship and have your tank filled, but what is the Lord actually calling you to pray into or what are the things mm. that you need to give to him and ask of him that um, you haven't done or we're not doing? So. Our little Moolily girls are going on a retreat in a couple mm. of weeks and we want to really ask the Lord some big questions and process yeah. his heart for this vision that he's laid mm. in our heart. Because this yeah. is wow. one of those things that um, has, has required a lot of us, of us. Mm. but um, it's definitely growing our capacity, but there's a lot of joy in it. We feel that it's, for me at least, is a huge filler wow. um, of, yeah. of my tank. But I want to make sure that this is, we're doing what the Lord is saying and how the Lord is saying in the time that he's calling us to do and not run ahead of him or Mm. so my dad used to say something similar. My dad was a real man of prayer and he said, Oh yes. Make it hard on the Lord. (laughs) Like (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. Like don't work at all this stuff and try and figure it out. Like put it Mm. on him and say, okay, God, you're going to figure this out. You're going to, deliver on your promise I yeah, mean, that yeah. sounds kind of crude but you know what I mean like just yeah leaning on him more but how many so times good. did we see God come through for him yeah like over and Absolutely. over and over and over you know like he's God was just always you know when he booked tickets to go to England and he told your mum and she's like we don't have the money for that and he goes I know we're just going <laughs> <laughs> and you know, lo and behold, in comes a check mm-hmm. for however much it was. I don't know. Yeah. Just such a great man of faith, and and he put it on God. Right, God, we want to go to England. <laughs> right, we need money. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. So, what would you say to all the women out there that are exhausted and they're overwhelmed, but they really want to serve the Lord? Well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm. You get your strength from him and I think out of that when you I think when you feel strong and you spend time with God and he um, fills your tank it changes your how you feel right so yeah. when you're when you feel weak and depleted and exhausted you're coming from a a place of oh but when you go to God and you ask him for his strength to be able to do and achieve all the things that you would need to do and achieve you're like, you know what? Thank you, God. I can do this now. I can face the day. Yep, got this. Mm. So your countenance changes. Your joy, joy comes back. And um, it, it's, t- nat- it's absolutely natural and normal to feel exhausted and overwhelmed. Um, yeah. Ask for help as well. Ask for help. Yeah. You've got girlfriends around you, hubby, you know, who, who friend, whatever, whoever it is that in, that's in your world. 
um, who can help you, ask for help, even if you just need to download and have a yeah. chat with somebody. But definitely making some time for yourself, especially if you are, I want to encourage you to be self-aware, be, become, mm-hmm. right, I'm overreacting in this situation, what is going on in me? Right. And, mm-hmm. and take yourself aside and say, God is the great revealer of all truth. Of what, the, of right. what he knows you so well, he knows why you act the way that you do, and he can actually show you. You might believe a lie about yourself, or you may may be, may have made a vow. You might just need to renounce those things for you to then be able to accept truth into your life, and then it just changes you. Has this inc- truth mm-hmm. has the capacity to change you, and on the other side of that change, you will experience joy. And um, I don't know you. you you just have made up with the right stuff. Everything is in you um, to be able to achieve the things that you need to be able to achieve in the day. And and look at it from the top of if you're looking at a well, don't feel like you know, you're know at the bottom and there's no way out. There's a way out. There's a little ladder there and just ask the Holy Spirit to walk up it with you and pull you out Yeah. and um, look at your situation, I guess, through his eyes and through positivity rather than... I can't. I can't is a big stopper of people if we fill in the call of God in their life. I absolutely suffered with that myself. And again, once God revealed that to me, watch out. <laughs> and, 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 and you guys are all the same. You're able to do everything that you're able to do. And it sounds so preachy and sounds so potentially so fake, but it's not because I've experienced that myself, that when you don't believe mm-hmm. lies about yourself, you're able to achieve the things that God has for you. Woo! Did you feel that there? Mm-hmm. There, there was a test. That was a testify. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't even. I, it was a testify. I couldn't even talk from it there. But he's the revealer of all truth. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and listen to that one about ten times. You, you connected some things there that yeah. were powerful. Mm. They were powerful. Mm. I'm oh. just gonna say. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I feel like we all have some real meat to go and chew on. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you so much for your insight, April, and sharing your journey and your um your life hacks, the things that you've like lived (laughs) and figured out and (laughs) can pass on. I guess the reality is there's no such thing as a hack, is there? You've got to do it. You have to do it. Log the miles. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of, it's sort of exciting, right? Like I'm not, you know, the journey is not always enjoyable, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of exciting as well. The way that we get to look at our life, the things that we're doing, the things that you ladies are doing with the Mulili, like how exciting is that for you to be able to, carry carry what god has placed in your hands and do that so well and um mm. it's just i don't know god gives us great pleasure like pleasurable things to enjoy and um, life's not to be endured although sometimes you feel like that <laughs> let's face it yeah but a matter yeah. of enjoying life to the full because that's actually what he has that's what it speaks about in his word he's got life for us mm-hmm. to the fullest sort of abundance and it's exceedingly bigger and greater than what we could ever possibly hope or dream or imagine because yeah. that's just how he rolls. He's a God of excess. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think we all need to be reminded of that. Hmm. Big life. That We've got a big life to live. 
Yeah, and that his intentions for us are so good. So yes. much better than our own. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, April. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And yeah, my, my prayer, prayer really is, is that, that people, people will hear these words and just receive like the impartation, like they, yeah. your joy is so contagious that they yeah. would really feel lift in their spirit and, and have hope in the midst of these dark, mm. dark seasons or just seasons where our hands are just so full. I think that's probably yeah. where many of us are at. Yeah, it's true. Holding those things well is important. Yeah. yeah. And really, let's face it, God places them in our hands. Mm-hmm. And he must feel like we're able yeah, absolutely. But holding the things that are necessary and things that aren't necessary are two different things. So true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Bless you guys. Bye. Bye.